Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Japanese meaning. So, for example, 
your uh, means the sun, and then Taiyo is the word for sun. If you just said yo in no context, a, a listener would not know the meaning of it because the meaning is not in the phonetic sound, but it's in the written character. Uh, so, ko yo, nobody would, my name, no one would, but from the sound, no one would know what that means. I mean, a Japanese speaker, okay? But if I said, oh, ko is mukao and yo is taiyo, it's, oh, face the sun, huh? Mm, I see. And, uh, so, Reverend Akigarasu, uh, all his disciples, he gave some aspect of sunrise or sun. Okay? And uh, my father continued that theme. Okay? Uh, uh, he named uh, my, my, my older brother, their firstborn, Akeru, which means to open up. Akeru, okay. Yeah, it's the start. It's the beginning. And then I came, then my name is Koyo. There's the start. And then, whoa. The start means sunrise. And then when sunrise comes, when it, that little flash of the sun coming up over a body of water, coming up over the horizon coming up over some mountains. Boom, you can't, if you're outside, you can't help but look at it, face it. Okay. And then my sister, my younger sister, was named Joy, Joyce. Okay. Because, oh, here's it. This is the sunrise. Oh, you look, you face it. You're getting ready for the new day. Everybody's happy. Uh, <laughs> that's sort of the meaning of a how they named their three children, you know. And uh, uh, right on. Uh, there's something about hope, expectation, and kind of like an excitement of a new day, you know. Uh, not a hectic type of excitement. But expectation, you know, not an unpleasant thing. It's just, it's just, you're looking forward to a new day. And I suppose when you get older, you might think, uh, yeah, I'm alive. I got up for it. It's, it's really, I don't take this new day for granted. Okay. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but if we do take it seriously with, with awareness, Hey, it's a new day. You know, even though you have, you, you sort of know what your day might be like in certain respects, you don't know the details yet. The world is going to come to you, open up to you, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and you know, all is right. It's okay, nothing to be worried about. Okay, and when you, when it's a new day. There's a lot of teaching in that new day because it's a new day. <laughs> Are you still carrying around some from the past, from yesterday? Huh? Whether it's good or bad, you know, uh, or is it a fresh new day? Really a fresh new day. Okay. And I think for sure, all. Uh, what, what are we going to call it? Enlightened Buddhists? <laughs> uh, it is a new day. Okay. I mean, you may have had a quarrel with some co-workers and whatnot. I remember this was in one of my father's articles. Said, person said, well, I, I have, I'm not getting along with my co-workers, and I don't know what, you know, I don't know how to handle it. My, and, and in the article, my father said, well, go to work, and, you know, it's, it's a new day. Just say good morning. Hey, how are you? Just, you know, don't look at them and, you know, skulk around. Uh, like, uh, it's a new day. You know? 
uh, well, like the saying, let bygones be guy bygones. And that's not easy. Huh? You know, start a new day. The co-workers are going to remind you maybe because they don't, not, they haven't forgotten, you know, the unpleasantness of your interpersonal conflicts yesterday. And everybody's assuming that everybody else is being affected by that. So if someone says, hey, great day, man, then, well, it, the kind of response, I think, depends. But there's, there is a possibility that person might respond in kind. Says, well, this person's <laughs> acting like that. Okay, I'm going to act like that. Nothing, you know, suddenly day. And, of course, to, to, to have the complete balance, you know, there might have been something terrific about yesterday, you know. And you can't let that uh, affect you in the sense that it will hinder you from completely engaging in the present moment. Okay. And you could think about illustrations about how the different kind of situations, how that might unfold. Well, <laughs> this is what life's all about, isn't it? Huh? How we handle this new day. Hey, hey. Well, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to uh, introduce our guest to give us a Dahmer glimpse. His name is Andy Geo, And he was uh, LM1. He was the part of the three people that came through the program in the, when we first started in 2006. Uh, I gave him the name Gio, which means a natural son, G-Yo. Okay. Uh, you know, natural son. <laughs> and he lives in Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, let's hear from Andy Gio. Andy Geo. Life, I find, is much like my orchids. I was given them as gifts, and they have bloomed despite, in spite of, my cat. How many of you out there have a cat? A kitten? D- don't be shy. Let's let's have a show of hands. Ah, a good number of you. My little girl's name is Saru. Monkey in Japanese. That mackerel tabby is quite the climber, mischief maker, plant taster, and gravity tester. I've tended my various plants, watering, feeding, shifting them around to the best spots, and they bloom. Well, most of them anyway. Saru has her own ideas on the matter, and it's a complicated dance we play. Saru, the orchids, and me. But as I think on it, isn't this just a different view of life? That great matter we seek to see through in Buddhism? Aren't we given this life, our existence, as a gift? Rebirth, samsara, the endless cycle in our existences, until we get it right, is classically looked upon as dukkha, an unacceptableness. More popularly, it's known as suffering. Whether you believe in that or not is unimportant. This present life, this result of plain old randomness or past screw-ups, is a chance, a possibility, a gift. Boom! What you gonna do? Ah, that darn cat, that troublemaker monkey, that kaibyo, feline trickster of Japan. But we love that feline member of our family, don't we? Despite, in spite of, all our crash tests over the shelves and mantles, litter boxes, and pickiness about what food they'll eat today. We bring it, all of it, into our family, though, don't we? We deal with it, and yet it's complicated. We go outside, out into the real world, and, oh, well, it's, different out there. There are all those others out there. 
There are all those other bad things. They're all crazy. It's all about other and them. How do you handle an aunt, uncle, cousin, or sibling when they're like that? Differently? Why? I could chew your ear off about neighbors, landlord, accusations, arrests, court appearances, six-foot fences. I talk to them all. I refuse to take sides. They're all my friends. But you're a Buddhist, so they laugh, as if it's some kind of a religious duty on my part. Nah, it's all in the family, you know. That stuff is easy. But what about those greater problems, those caused by people so intolerant they feel justified in harming the other so close-minded that they refuse to listen to the other, to even talk to them. There are fences out there we all build against the other. I watched a cat walk across that six-foot fence in my backyard, and yeah, that darn cat, what you gonna do? Well, thanks for listening. And have yourself a good day. Well, well thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I think there's, I don't know what the percentage is in terms of the, the numbers and statistics, but pets are play a big part of a lot of our lives and, you know, dogs and cats. I suppose they're dog people and cat people. Uh, we've always had both in our family, and we do right now. You know, two dogs, one cat, and um, uh, and indeed, uh, uh, <laughs> the phrase that comes to my mind is, "Cats are good gardeners. They like plants. <laughs> they like to mess around with plants." Okay. Um. And one of my, you know, uh, sort of uh, sta- big experiences with cats as gardeners is uh, uh, <laughs> it didn't involve an orchid. It involved uh, 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 avocado plant. And this, <laughs> uh, it was kind of a fad in the, 70s or 60s, 70s, around there, where if you if you put an avocado seed in a usually it was a plastic quart uh, mayonnaise jar emptied, filled with water, and then you stick toothpicks, four toothpicks, on in, into the avocado seed, and then you put it into the water, the bottom half into the water. Okay? in your mayonnaise jar and roots will start to come out you know it's, uh, and then uh, a shoot will come out and uh, sometimes it takes a while it might take a month or so for it to happen okay but you will get an avocado plant and then you could plant it after it gets you know a little older you could plant it in the in a pot or whatever. And I did this okay. uh, a number of years ago now, but and uh, I had about uh, two bright green small leaves okay, at the end of the shoot. And uh, it was on the kitchen counter. I looked at it every morning. Oh, yeah, there it is, okay. Okay, because I had it there, and I I was invested. I waited every morning to see when the first roots would come out, okay. And I remember it took a long time. I said, hey, <laughs> in fact, I, I thought to myself, maybe there's something wrong with this seed. Okay, well, nature teaches patience on its own schedule. Yeah, but the roots did start to come out, white roots into the water. You can see it. Then you got to wait for the shoot to come out. 
and it comes out on its own schedule, own time. Okay. So there was all this expectant watching okay, on my part. Then it, yeah, then it had the two, two nice uh, green leaves. Then one morning, I came out into the kitchen and the stalk, the the shoot had been chewed and had, chewed, and the two leaves with the with this little stalk there attached was lying on the on the on the dirt in the pot. Had been sheared off. That darn cat. Okay. I, <laughs> I was devastated. Okay. You can't blame the cat. Okay. So I well, a few days gone by, and I I put the the plant outside, okay. and another some more days went by, and and then my wife Adrian said, "Hey, have you have you seen your avocado plant lately?" I said, "No," I, I said, "I went to take a look," and as nature does, you know, first of all the the plant was just the shoot sticking up, sort of like a chopstick stuck in the dirt is what it looked like, okay? Because the, the top half with the leaves on it got chewed off. But right below the top cut part of the shoot that was sticking up, a, side, a root, I mean, a, a, a stem a branch came out from the side. They come up right in the middle on the top, but from the side. Huh? He says, well, you cut me off right on the top there. I will continue my grow- growth as a plant, and, I'm, and it just comes out from the side. So it looked kind of lopsided, not symmetrical and everything, but it was alive. I said, wow. And it grew up, grew up into... Uh, you know, well, I guess it was about two feet high for a while, and I, I in fact, I brought it to uh, as the minister at the Buddhist Temple of Chicago at the time, and I brought it and I used it in a Dharma talk. Okay, because when you, when you, uh, dudka suffering, life hands you a blow a severe blow to your life, it's like you lost an arm or a leg. Wow, man, you know, it's big impact, negative impact. Well, you could learn from this, from nature and from this avocado plant. Well, hey, keep going. We have this universal life, this force, this energy, within us, okay? whether you want to call it some kind of a nature thing or Buddha nature or, you know, it doesn't matter. Okay? We, we live. The sun's going to come up and uh, we keep going. Okay? How we want to keep going, now there's the rub. Uh, bitter, resentment, victimization, uh, or, hey, What's next? What can I do? Hey, I could, you know, uh, it's so, there's all kinds of illustrations, I think, in, that you could use about this keep going. A leaf that's floating in a, in a river can hit some, uh, a dead tree that fell in the water or some boulders or something, and he went, the current is flowing, life is flowing, and the leaf is going to go around it. The leaf doesn't hit that obstacle and then just keep hitting its head. Oh, man, this happened to me. This got in the way, and uh, I'm stuck here. Okay. The life, you you got to flow with this dynamic flow of reality. Okay. And that's what will happen in nature. The leaf will zip around okay, with the current. Okay. Now, you might think about some... Uh, physical circumstances where, you know, all kinds of situations, but, you know, that's that, that's not the point, okay? Uh, so it flows, okay? The same thing, 
you had a disagreement in the family or at work? Well, life's going on. <laughs> Are you going to go with that flow? Okay, that's the that's the real ubiquitous colloquial phrase. Go with the flow. Uh, well, you get the message. And that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.